Welcome back to another episode from the Stands Podcast. It's week eight, college football season. We're more than halfway there. Just a few more weeks away from college football playoff committee rankings, which we're looking forward to. Um, dude, one of the uh, I keep saying it, but a huge weekend this week with some of the matchups starting early at noon. Um, and obviously we'll get into it. But before that, let's get into our picks from last week. Um, and see how we did. See who's leading the standings, or has any changes made? I know. I think we touched on a little bit last week. Somebody's creeping up on me. I know back to back, not so great weeks. I feel like, and I, I don't know where Gavin's at either. So he's probably catching up. So, Clint, yeah, I'm let us know, Gavin, man. Where, honestly, uh, where where we at? All right, yeah. So I'm gonna give Jacob a little bit, a little bit of a break. He's not feeling too hot. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, yeah, so we had a new victor um, this week. Old Jacob went 12-5, and five, had a monster week. Good win, Jacob. How do you feel about that one? Dude, I personally about that, great. Health-wise, not so <laughs> yeah. great. Don't get COVID, <laughs> <Yeah>. kids. <laughs> I just said I was going to give you a break at the Nash. Yeah, all, that's, like, that's all me too. You just start talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't let you get away with everything. All, all right. right. Yeah, so big week for Jacob. And then myself and my son, Gavin. We tied 10 and 7 for the week. Not bad. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit better, though, because, boys, I think I'm the only one. Let me check. I'm the only one under 500 right now for the year. So mm. it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Watch out. I'm coming for you. <laughs> 10 and 7 for both me and Gavin. And then old JC, not far behind us, but he, he was the loser of the week at 9 and 8. Oh, okay. JC. Well, hey, I, I thought bad. I was under 500, so I'll take it. For some reason, I yeah. thought it was an under 500 week. No, no. I mean, that must be, it must be nice to do that well every week to be at nine and eight. And you're like, oh my God, I'm under 500. Well, yeah. No, I think I have been the last two weeks prior to that. At least last week. Last week was not good. Or the week prior yeah, was, that was not bad. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. So overall, sorry, real quick. JC leads 69-51. Then Jacob at 64-56. Gavin at 62-58. And I talked about how I'm still creeping on 500. I'm at 59-61. and 61. But like I said, uh, I'm coming, boys. Watch out. Hey, yeah. a lot of games left. A lot yeah. of games left. Slowly but sure, I'm coming back, JC. Yeah, how about... Five we, games uh, back, I think. Why don't we chill out with that? Okay. <laughs> Let's chill out. This Hey, this... It's a tough week for picks, man. A lot of close games. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. A couple big spreads for some of the teams, but uh, yeah, man. Any so I know the the biggest news that I've seen so far in college football, besides people talking about the games, is we won't touch on this long because I, I haven't really got too much in the weeds with it. Is I guess Michigan and some of these uh, scouting violations apparently. Minor, like again, I haven't gone deep in the weeds. It seems like they've just been doing some in person scouting, which is like. That's kind of how scouting's been done since the beginning of time. Now, what are they doing with that? Are they recording things? That, that I, I don't know, but I mean, that's how old school scouting used to be, right? You had to send somebody to the other team's games to go and kind of figure out what they were doing. And if your signals were, you know, bland enough to be picked up on, I think that's kind of what you would do, right? You know, <clears throat> they they put a five in the air and they run a Hail Mary every time. Like, maybe we, that's a clue. I don't see how that's a violation. Again, I don't know a lot about it. That that could be just a very ignorant uh, opinion. So we'll see what really comes out of that. But Clint, have you heard anything else about that or seen more details? It doesn't seem like a huge thing, but obviously that's taken the news at least yesterday and today. It seems like no, I, I haven't really heard anything about it. 
much other than what you you just mentioned. I did see that Harbaugh, I think, came out with like essentially was like, "All right, show me some proof. What do y'all have? Right. Y'all are uh, blaming us of this. Like, what do you got?" Um, I mean, I wish Carolina would do some uh, some scouting. It might help us a little bit, but yeah, that would um, be nice. No, that, I, mean, I haven't heard much. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was more like sign stealing and stuff. Like the Michigan guys that were going and scouting were scouting these other like college teams and like trying to steal signs from other teams and stuff. But it, like I said, it just came, kind of came out the day, so we don't know too much about it. But I think, honestly, more than anything, this is just the NCAA getting back at Harbaugh. They have not been close friends as of recently, so um, they're just trying to keep getting back at Harbaugh. I think they're honestly trying to get him out of Michigan. Just like, You've been talking about going to the NFL. We're just going to keep going after you until you just kind of get on out of here. I don't this know what they got thing. against him, but. Sign stealing has been a thing since, like, again, that's why they have three guys all giving hand motions, right? And they got one dude in a neon green hat, and the other guys are giving random signals. Like, I remember playing Little League Baseball, and coach picked up on the sign. Like, I'm, like, 10 years old. Like, if he's like, if I, if I, if I'm, like, yelling at you and I give your first name, it's going to be, like, a fastball. If I yell your last name, it's off speed pitch. I'm, mm. like because they picked up on the signs like i just think that's a now it's different when you're talking about the astros and things like that using actual devices and cameras and then giving like now you're giving me like that's kind of trash cans yeah. right yeah now now this is different <laughs> you're using the televisions and stuff like but as far as old school traditional scouting and if even if you take about the the film part of it like if you don't think people are watching your guys give you know calling plays in from the sideline then like Whatever, who knows? Maybe it's more in depth than that. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm still pr- surprised that we're still doing signs. I mean, I guess in like super loud situations you might need it, but just p- put an earpiece in every helmet on on every player. Well, whatever reason they're the not doing then. that. I think they just recently have they they've recently put it in where they have now a speaker in the helmet of college football players. They used to not have. They used to be just NFL. I don't know. Well, so I'm saying, like, why why aren't you doing that? Like that way, there is no chance of somebody stealing your signs or anything like that. Um, Now, maybe if it's like a crazy situation, maybe a peek over for something. I don't know. But for the vast majority of time, you just call it in. They don't even have to look over at you. I don't know. Just weird to me. You would think. Well, who knows? Like I said, dude, Jake would not be right. It seems like every every day there's something they're trying to figure out. But probably some Michigan State people trying to get the heat off them. Maybe. (laughs) Which actually, that's funny. That's funny because I honestly. wasn't even like planning that out with with the first game uh is michigan at michigan state so here we go um michigan's 24 point favorites we've all talked about the uh you know the house that's burning down that is michigan state um so i'll go ahead and just give you my quick take look i I think jj mccarthy's under the radar not getting a lot of heisman love so far 24 points is easy we talked about how good their defense has been the last few weeks and Michigan State just does not have the roster, the coaching, or a coach, or head coach, coach for that yeah. matter, uh, to, to be able to compete. So Michigan and the 24 points, give me that easily. And I'll go to you on the on that, Jacob. Yeah, this game, if y'all remember how it ended last year, um, Michigan won 29-7. But if y'all remember the whole fighting in the tunnel and stuff like that uh, with Michigan State, remember that? Kind of forgot they had several that, players honest. suspended for the year because they were just fighting some Michigan players in the tunnel. Um, made this real personal last year. Obviously, this is a rivalry game, but um, that they, they both teams have said they've put that behind them. You know, I think for this year, which is good to hear. Um, but 
Yeah, this is uh, Michigan has not won in East Lansing since 2018. Now, there's only been one other game, I think, um, since that year, and it was in 2021. Um, and Michigan won 37 33. But that's kind of weird to hear out loud because obviously Michigan State's been kind of not, not a team that they were. I mean, I remember they were top 10 team years and years ago. Um, but Michigan's dominated them. Um, in the past couple of years. So um, I personally think Michigan, I'll take the 24 points here. Um, Blake Corum last year had 33 carries, 177 yards, and one touchdown. Um, he ran all over this Michigan State team. And with the way that they look so far this year, like I said, not having a coach, just kind of being in shambles, all kind of off the field stuff. Um, this is a big game for Michigan. So I had them covered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does Michigan have a flaw like anywhere? Literally on the entire team? No. Like, do they? I mean, not not they if, if they have one, it hasn't been exposed yet. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I don't think Michigan State is going to be the one to expose any flaw if there is one. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Yeah, it's a big number, but I mean, we talked about Mich- Michigan State, what they're going through, and um, yeah, the over unders at 45. No, 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 at 46, and. uh Michigan might get close to that on their own. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll so that. yeah, worst party. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Michigan and lay the points. There we go across the board. I like it. All right, next one the the game of the weekend, college game day. I believe is going to be there in Columbus, um, Ohio State taking on. It is in Columbus, correct? I didn't get that wrong. Yes, it is. Um, yes, Ohio State taking on Penn State. Ohio State coming in ranked number three. Ohio, I'm sorry, Penn State number seven. Ohio State opens up as four and a half point favorites. The over under is sitting at 45 and a half. That's a noon kickoff. Uh, Clint, I'll go back to you and let you start this one. Uh, dude, I, we've been talking about this game for a while. Like, just even from our Big Ten preview, like, hey, this is this is when these things start kind of figuring figuring uh, it out on its own, right? It's going to work itself out. Ohio State finally, Ohio State's played some competition. Penn State, maybe not so much. Um, so yeah, man, how do how do you feel about this one, man? Not a not a big spread by any means. No, and I mean I've kind of gone back and forth in this game, just looking at it. But um, like you, you mentioned, Penn State really has not been tested even a little bit this year, and that does account for something. Um, Ohio State, they've I mean they haven't played super tough comp- competition. I mean Notre Dame, I would say that was a really that was a tough game, um, but they've also played Maryland, who had a pretty good quarterback. Uh, I think I'm going to err on the side of experience so far this year and go with Ohio State. Listen, Ohio State's getting a little bit better each year or uh, each game. And um, I think it's going to show here. If this spread was at like seven, seven and a half, I might go Penn State. But at four and a half and it being in uh, in Columbus, yeah, let, let me let me take the Buckeyes and I'll lay the four and a half. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I got you. I, I kind of went back and forth on this game for a while because um, if there's a year to believe in Penn State, it seems like this is the year. Um, the last time that Penn State won uh, or beat Ohio State was in 2016. It was at Penn State, and they won 24-21. Um, Ohio State won this game last year pretty handily, 44-31. to um, And in the last several meetings, in the last 13 meetings, Ohio State is 11-2. and um, so Penn State has not had a whole lot of success against Ohio State. In fact, Ryan Day is 35-0 and in Big Ten games against every other Big Ten team that's not named Michigan. Um, so nobody else has ever defeated him, which is kind of wild because um, 
I mean, he, it seems like he took over Urban Meyer's, you know, squad and just kind of kept him there. He hasn't been like the super outstanding coach, but I mean, we got to give him kind of credit for that. Um, so this game, like I said, when I went back and forth, Penn State's defense has been outstandingly good this year. Clint, like you said, they haven't really been tested yet. Um, by any, they haven't played anybody. I think the highest ranked team they've played is Iowa. Um, and we know how we feel about Iowa on this podcast, and they beat them 31 nothing. Um, but Ohio State's played better competition. Um, they seem to have handled them better, um, and especially that Notre Dame game. That was when they actually got tested. Um, and the thing that really kind of stood out to me is that, yes, we've seen Penn State put up offense just like they put up against uh, UMass last week, 163 to nothing. Um, but the yards per play thing, like the explosive, the explosive plays, um, Penn State is only 73rd in the nation in explosive plays so far this year. Um, compared to Ohio State, they're 18th in the nation. So um, you, they're putting up the points, but they're not looking like a super dangerous offense either. Um, they're just kind of steadily taking what the defense gives them, which is a good thing. Um, that's how they keep winning these games and how they still look good. Good teams do that. But you got to you got to really break the, the the game plan in this game, and you got to go out there and you got to go at Ohio State. Um, the other thing is. Marvin Harrison Jr. in this game last year had, uh, where is it at, 10 receptions for 185 yards. Um, Penn State, their corners, I think, have, are pretty short. Marvin Harrison's probably got like four or five inches on him. Like he's just a height, a mismatch when it comes to that, especially in the red zone. So I see this being a big Marvin Harrison game. Um, and honestly, I see Ohio State covering that four and a half. It may even cover 10, honestly, um, especially with it being in Columbus. I like it. No, I, I think you're the explosive plays you hit right on because every time uh, Penn State, not every time, a lot of the games they played this year, the one that comes to mind is Northwestern. They start out pretty slow. or like, oh, shoot, what's going on? And they end up winning by 20, 25 points. You know, they just kind of figure it out towards the end. Ohio State had has had some of that, but as far as explosive plays, you're right. With, with Marvin Harrison Jr., they're able to get on the scoreboard a lot quicker. Look, I'm going to go I'm gonna go opposite from you guys. I've been pretty high on Penn State all year with the running game. I think Aller's only, uh, Drew is only coming along. Um, as a quarterback, as young as he is, I think this is going to be different from last year. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a 41-33 or whatever you or 44-31 like you said last year. Yep. To me, this is kind of going to lean more of how that Ohio State Notre Dame game went. A little more low scoring, maybe come down to to, to who has the ball last. Um, and I think it's going to be a field goal game. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Penn State. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that four and a half, and. I'm kind of looking for them to maybe make a chance that, you know, maybe they're going to win the Big Ten this year and get a playoff spot and, and knock off one of these teams, which, you know, Ohio State, Michigan. So, yeah, give me Penn State, four and a half. That'd be a hell of a game. So, you definitely got the under in that. Under is, uh, well, the over under is 45 and a half. Yeah, I'd, I'd say kind of right at it, you know. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet that necessarily because it could be, you know, maybe 48 or 50, you know, you know 24-24-ish going into the fourth quarter or late in the game maybe. So. A little higher, but no, you're right, man. That's kind of, kind of how I'm seeing it. Maybe how Vegas is as well with that line. Um, all right, let's move on. Florida State and Duke. Florida State coming coming in ranked number four, um, hosting number sixteen ranked Duke. So from what I've gathered so far, is Riley Leonard still day to day head coach Mike Elko said they're not gonna they're not gonna put him in a situation where he's gonna re hurt the ankle, right? So if he's not ready, he's not ready even versus this team. Look, last week without Riley Leonard, Duke beat a very good NC State team 24-3. to um, I think 
without Riley Leonard. Obviously, Duke proved they can still win the game. And I think they have the defense to do it. This is going to be a, a primetime matchup, 7.30 on ABC. Spreads 14.5. That's a lot of points. Um, to me, obviously, it's it's really easy. If Riley Leonard's in the game, I think they definitely cover. But if they hadn't done what they did last week with NC State, then I wouldn't feel the way I do. So I, I, I still feel, even without Riley Leonard, that they can cover this 14.5, depending on what Florida State kind of team we're getting. So give me Duke and the 14 and a half to cover in a, in a rocket environment there down in Tallahassee. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Duke too. I've been kind of flip-flopping in this game as well. If Florida State had not gone out and absolutely destroyed Syracuse, I would have went Duke right away. Um, but since they did go out and destroy Syracuse, 14 and a half, I mean, it's possible. Uh, especially like we talked about, if, if Leonard's not, if he's not playing... Uh, you know, this could be a different game, but I think Duke overall, and we said this last week, going the preview going into last week, Duke's just a good team. Uh, and obviously, they didn't need Leonard to, to win that game, and they won it pretty handily. 14 and a half points is it's gonna be rowdy, uh, you know, primetime game. Uh, I, I think this will be a nice uh showdown between two, two big dogs in the conference. Let, let me take Duke and the 14 and a half. Okay, so y'all both got Duke. Both got Duke. What you got, ACC fan? Uh, we're 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 uh, we're going on spread here, but um, they've played twenty one times, and Duke has never beat Florida State. That's the first thing, which is kind of crazy. It actually says they're zero and nineteen against FSU, but there was like two wins that were vacated back in the day or something like that. So they're zero and twenty one. If you yeah, I don't know if y'all, from, who counts what? I think Bobby Bowden had some vacated right before he left. Yep, and they last played in twenty twenty, and it was fifty six to thirty five. Um, both teams are four and two against the spread this year, so it's kind of hard that that number makes it a hard pick. So I understand why y'all took Duke, um, but I will say this: Duke has played five of their first six games at home. The one away game was at UConn, where they won forty-one to seven. Um, this is FSU's homecoming, and they've won the last twelve games they played in Dayton until last year. Um, and with Riley being day to day, we don't know where he's going to, if he's going to play, if he's not, especially they had that other backup quarterback in who, what, completed two passes last week is what we saw, or four, and I think two were for touchdowns, something like that. Um, I This is a bad spot for Duke in my mind, just like it was a bad spot for Clemson to go to Duke first week of the season. You know, if they played again today, if this was Clemson, if they were going to Clemson today, I think it would be around the same spread, and I would pick Clemson. Um, so I'm personally going to stick with Florida State in the 14 and a half just because of the spot that they're in honestly and just the history between these two teams like i said duke's never beat florida state so hey mm. doesn't surprise him based on it's good history, to hear that yeah. y'all both pick florida state or duke i'm sorry so that's that's nice to hear i mean we're not picking no no but we're duke talking about the spread. The right, we're just, right yeah yeah, but yeah hey yeah. maybe i'll get one there. <laughs> but if duke wins a game or are you surprised i mean i'm surprised with riley I, without no. without I riley would leonard be, yeah if they did not have riley for sure if they did have riley i honestly still would be the way that Florida State's played in the last week, especially, um, especially at Tallahassee and stuff like right now, this is a bad spot for Duke in my mind, and I would honestly be surprised. I know they're a very good team, but this Florida State team has looked damn good. Not coming from a Clemson fan, just you saw the Keon Coleman catch. Like this, this, this team is playing out of his mind. Especially they're getting back. Then they saw they're getting back Johnny Wilson and stuff. He he kind of was a little hurt, so their teams are getting healthy at this time too. Like this is a bad spot for you. I mean, I 
I personally wouldn't be that surprised just because yeah. Florida State plays with his food a little bit. I mean, they, they barely beat Boston College. They went to overtime with Clemson. Now, that wasn't really a playing with their food type situation. That was, you know, a legit game. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it'd be a, a total college football situation where a team absolutely destroys a conference opponent by 40 points or whatever and then turns right around and loses to a, a backup quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. I Obviously, I picked Florida State to win the conference this year. So, um, as far as that goes, yeah, I think they still will. But, but yeah, if, especially if Leonard plays, oh, man. And it, you know, you know he's sitting there because that dude's a baller. Oh, he's yeah. in the coach's ear every day this week coach i'm ready coach i'm ready tape me up i'm ready so right. uh, this will be interesting to see if they, if they let him take some snaps that's true yeah but he I, what I, he I, had a high ankle sprain is that what it was and that's what george's loss brought bowers yeah. to so yeah you know that, that was interesting to me as well that the fact that you know i guess everything's different severity and whatnot um hmm. sound like he was going to go ahead and have surgery but obviously leonard leonard didn't have surgery right he's just been yeah. resting right yeah they might just, you know, Cam Rising this thing and say he's day to day for the rest of the season. He's never going to play. It's funny, <laughs> man. Knows? I was looking him up. Yeah. And they talked about trying to redshirt him. I don't know if he's used a medical redshirt in the past. Um, it would be his seventh season if he's able to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that's, I don't think he's going to, I don't think Cam Rising is going to play at this one. But we'll get to that because uh, <laughs> they, they play a top 10 opponent this week as well. All right. Um, yeah, we're all kind of, I mean, Clint on the same side, and Jacob, we differ, so we have some movement going up in, in our standings for the picks. So let's move on to, you know, the team that probably the biggest one of the year so far, number five, Washington Penix Jr., coming off a, a crazy win um, versus Oregon last week. They're hosting Arizona State, 10.30 kickoff Eastern time. Washington's 26.5-point favorites. Look, I, I would say for a lot of teams, you come off a, uh, an emotional win like that. Maybe you come down a little bit, and maybe they do. Maybe they come down a little bit, right? Um, versus a lesser opponent. But Washington playing less than they did last week, playing less than normal versus a team that's not good. I think Penix could close his eyes and, and win by 26 and a half. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, he was apparently doing a freestyle to one of his teammates about the last drive yeah. versus Oregon, which is, I mean, I mean, what can you get any more just baller status <laughs> to be able to do that and look like the dude was flowing pretty well just from the video i saw so give me give me washington give me Penix jr in their sleep they'll win by 30 uh at least against this arizona state team so uh okay. clint i'll go with you next on this one and we'll let uh well i was gonna say we'll let our fanboy go but I, apparently from last week you were you're kind of leaning towards maybe getting a tattoo as well is that still how you feel <laughs> Who's getting you? You, you, said, leaning, you, you said you were you might join in based on last week. You were watching oh, Slinger Rock not, and you were getting excited in, in places. Uh, I'm not me when I'm hungry. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I legit don't remember saying that. But I, hey, listen, I'm a man. word. It was recorded. I'm sure. So I'll, I'll go back to listen to that. But uh, yeah, man, did like you said, it, the dude's balling, playing out of his mind right now. Probably the Heisman favorite if we had to, you know, pick right no now. Doubt. Um, and my, my thoughts were exactly like yours too. Like if, if you're going to look at like, you know, a letdown game after a huge win like that, I don't think this Arizona state team is the one that's, that's going to kind of do that to a Washington team. So give me, I guess a lot of points, but give me Washington. He'll probably be freestyling while he's throwing passes in the middle of the game <laughs> and, uh, it'll be a big win. Yeah. Okay. Again, here we are different again. I'll go, I'm going against shell this week just to, just to try to get coming, JC. Yeah, uh, twenty six and a half. Is that or what? It must be, dude. 
Uh, it's a lot of points. Um, I understand this Arizona State team is not good whatsoever. Um, but the last team that beat Washington was this Arizona State team um, last year. Um, Washington obviously has won 13 games since, and they look like a different team. But um, they lost 27 to 20, uh, 24 last year. Um, Arizona State's coming off of a bye. I think Washington um, coming off that big win against Oregon, you know, they gave they put a lot of energy into that game. I'm not going to say they're too tired to win this game. They're going to win this game, but 26 and a half is a lot. Um, we saw, I mean, Arizona's a good team, but we've seen them uh, not cover against Arizona. And they gave up a decent amount of points to to Cal. Obviously, they still beat that team pretty handily, but um, I, I could see Arizona sneaking in and, and covering that amount of points this week. So I could easily be wrong. This team has had one win, but I just think coming off a bye, they could maybe make some adjustments, and Washington could just be like, man, we just crushed Oregon. We're just we're just cruising right now, and they're still going to win, but we'll see. So I got hopefully they, Arizona hopefully State. they got some, you know portal guys coming in to help that secondary out because if not it might get ugly get uh arizona state's quarterback rap mm, tough, mm, tough question. Uh, probably not there it is all right well that's There's all you had to rope. say so sticking with my pick <laughs> as well <laughs> oh man all right number six oklahoma taking on central florida that's a noon kickoff oklahoma 17 and a half point favorites Clint, I'll start with you on this one. No, 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 no. You go ahead and start with this one. Oh, because this is the first game Oklahoma's had since they beat Texas. So go ahead, my right. friend. Right, yeah. I couldn't remember if they had Sorry, played. Sorry, Clint, but had, I just need to hear no, from this good. man. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't no. remember if they had I'm played for a, like a, play, like a, a cupcake in between or they had a bye week. I really couldn't, couldn't remember. Uh, they meant Texas had a bye week last week. Look, if this is if this is Central Florida the last few weeks, I, I'll take Oklahoma easily, 17 and a half. But their quarterback, John Rice Pumley, is coming back for this game. He's a dual sport athlete, plays baseball for Central Florida. Um, if you remember him at Ole Miss, the kid can run and get all over the field. So he hasn't put a lot of film on tape this year because of the injuries. Um, but he's going to be a difference maker at quarterback. It's not going to be enough to win this Oklahoma team legit. I think we could see that after the the way the Texas game went and with Dylan Gabriel. I think they'll win handily, but 17 and a half with Plumlee coming back. It's an early kickoff. Um, that's 11 a.m., I believe. Um uh, at Oklahoma, so give me give me Central Florida and the seventeen and a half to cover that. How long has Plumlee been out for? Like, I, think, I think he. I honestly think he might have played the first game. Yeah, maybe the second they got hurt, but he's been out for a while. Um, I I did see that he's been out for a while. I didn't know that he was coming back. I I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, but it's not gonna change my pick. Uh, I'm gonna ride this OU train or the wagon rather, I guess. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, it's not it's not just the offense either, man. We we talked about Brent Venables, the defense has been showing up this year, um, in a big way. Even through that that uh that Texas game, I know that we talked about they gave up some yardage, but I mean they they definitely look much better than years prior. Uh, so I'm gonna look towards that. Uh, see if this defense can keep a, a potent offense in check. It's listen, I, I get it, Plummy's coming back, but if he ain't played in weeks. Timing matters. It matters a lot. And if this disruptive Oklahoma defense can get back there, it, it could be a long day for UCF. So I'm, I'm going to take Oklahoma and I'll lay the points. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to take Oklahoma as well in the 17 and a half, but this over under could easily go over. I know it's 67. That's a lot of points, but um, UCF is fourth in the nation in total yards. Oklahoma is sixth in the nation in total yards. Uh, UCF is third in the nation in rush yards. 
Um, Oklahoma's fourth in the nation in pass yards. Um, the difference is, even though UCF has seemed to put up more yards in Oklahoma so far this year, is Oklahoma is fourth in points per game at 45.2. Um, UCF is uh, 35 points per game, and that's 27th in the nation. Both of these offenses are damn good. That's the reason I set all those stats, um, especially if if UCF is getting Plumlee back. back um, this is going to be a hell of a game to watch. Um, now, the difference could be, Clint, exactly like you were talking about, that Oklahoma defense. Um, they could shut down, especially his first game back. He's out of rhythm and stuff. Um, so that's why I'm taking Oklahoma. I believe in that defense. I believe in that coach because he was at Clemson and he's proven it against Texas and stuff. He can make those uh, good defensive calls. And especially UCF, this is their first year in the Big 12. People kind of forget about that. And they're 0-3 in the conference. Um, their, their record's 3-3, three and three, and their three losses are in this new conference. So they are still trying to get up to play with the big boys, and this is the biggest of the big boys they got. So um, that's why I'm taking Oklahoma in the 17-and-a-half. There you go. Uh, unfortunately, that game's at noon, so I won't want to tune in as much with Ohio State-Penn State going on, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll put on the grid and uh, yes. watch, watch a few at once. Oh, man. All right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, you know, we brought up Texas a couple times uh, during during that uh preview. Texas is traveling to Houston. Four PM kick. Texas is twenty three and a half point favorites. Look, I've been teetering back and forth on this. I don't like this line for Texas. Um I'd say they're similar to Penn well they, more explosive plays in Penn State, but they've had some games they've started off slow as well. Uh four PM kickoff at Houston. I, I think coming off the Oklahoma game, they're gonna be ready to go. I think they've probably been itching to get back on the field ever since that game. A game they felt they, they had plenty of chances to win. Oh man, back and forth, man, in my head a lot. But I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Texas in this. I don't think Houston has the offense, um, that can keep up with Texas. So give me 23 and a half. I don't think it's gonna get out of hand early. I think Texas will, will slowly get to that point going into the fourth quarter. But I'll take Texas in that 23 and a half. Not very confidently though. That's a, that's a big line, but yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna go with on that one. Yeah, no, I. <sighs> I went back and forth on this one too because, like you said, JC, this line is like right there. Um, the thing that that bothers me about this line for Texas and why I think I'm going to lean Houston plus twenty three and a half is because this Houston offense is pretty good. Um, this uh, quarterback for Houston, uh, Donovan Smith, has got he's six five two forty, which is the first thing I saw because um, not many people pay attention to this Houston team, but. He's passed for 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, and just three picks. Quinn Ewers has 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, and three picks. So he's actually right up there with Ewers um, this year. So the difference is, and this is why I even maybe led Houston a little bit. With Again, Texas is going to win this game. But um, Texas coming off a bye, obviously. But Houston also is somewhat off of a bye because they last played on a Thursday night game. So they kind of had that extended week. Um, to come off. And if you remember, they, their last game was against West Virginia on that Hail Mary, the last second Hail Mary. So mm-hmm. I just think they could just kind of ride a little momentum. Again, Texas will win this game, but they get them at home. 23 and a half is a lot. That's why I'm going to lean Houston a little bit. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Houston as well. Uh, this feels like a definite game where Texas could win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. And we're like, what is going on? Uh, could be wrong, but at 23 and a half points, I, that's just a lot. And like you mentioned, Houston has an offense. Is, is it going to be some pushover? And it's at Houston. Did I see that right? Yep, it is. Yep. 
yeah, I mean, shoot, boys, that's a lot of points to try to catch on the road uh, for Texas. And yeah, they just come off that disappointing win. Yeah, they had the bye week, but you know they're still thinking about. They wanted to go undefeated, guaranteed this season. Uh, oh, a lot yeah. of people in the nation had had them going undefeated in the regular season. So, um, little disappointment. Uh, I, again, I don't think they lose this game, uh, but we could be sitting here Saturday evening going, "What happened to the Texas Houston game? Why? Why is Texas and Houston close in you know third fourth quarter?" So, yeah, give me give me Houston and and all the points. Yeah, that you know. right there is why I went back and forth in my mind because JC, kind of to your point, we could be sitting here saying like. Well, Texas is fucking pissed. That's why they just killed Houston by right. 45 points because what happened against Oklahoma. So it kind of could go both ways, but I just lean Houston a little bit. Yeah, we'll see, man. Um, kind of an odd start time, too. I'll be, I mean, this this is the weekend, which I don't know what Saturday doesn't, but this one definitely have us glued from, from noon kickoff and all night. So excited to see that. All right. The team that uh, lost game of the week last week, Oregon, taking on Washington State. Oregon's field goal away for sending that game into overtime last week. And, you know, we might be having a different discussion and, and the top 10 may be different. So they're hosting Washington State, who came off a disappointing 44 to 6 blowout uh, loss to Arizona. Oregon opens up as 20 point favorites. 61 is the over under. That's a 330 kickoff. Jacob, how do you feel about this one, man? Yeah, I, I personally think Oregon's going to come out and play super pissed. Um, I. Definitely think you can look at the game against Washington last week and say, hey, Oregon was the better team, and Washington still won that game. Now, Washington obviously seems to have the best player in the nation with Penix, but Oregon as a team was better. I think they had more yards, better defense by a long shot. Um, so I think they're going to come out and be pissed. So I'm taking Oregon with a 20, um, especially because this Washington State defense or this team really is kind of taking a step back the last couple of weeks. Cam, uh, Cam, Cam Smith? Ward. Ward, sorry. Uh, Cam Ward started off the season like on fire, and he's played a little. He's come down just a little bit the past couple weeks. Um, But the big thing is this Washington State defense is 91st in the nation in points per game given up and uh, 107th in yards per game with 430.4 yards per game. That's where the Carolina defense is. Sorry, boys. Um, It's not that good. So Oregon's going to come out pissed and just have the runway to do it. So Oregon minus 20. There was zero reason for that little Dude, tidbit right z- there. Like, absolutely. Like, literally, he went no, out of his way, took his little four-door sedan <laughs> in this in this scenario, went God off-road damn, knowing damn well he shouldn't, just to fucking hit a little tree to knock the bird out the nest, just to drive I'm back You're feeling bad for you because you can hardly speak. I know. No sick. whiskey, just Pedialyte. This is Pedialyte, boys. And you're, you're out here mm-hmm. like a, a guy losing a fight, still throwing Hail Marys, Dude, hoping I'll for always go down a knockout. <laughs> yes. Hey, man. That's why we love you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, man. At first, when I looked at this, I was like, ooh, 20? Like, conference game, Oregon coming off the disappointing loss. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, dude, no. Like, <clears throat> it's something to remember, too, is oh, Oregon likes to play risky, and that can that could obviously bode well, maybe not so well. We, we talked about last week when there maybe some questionable decisions for Oregon to go for at certain times, and maybe that cost them the game. I love it. I live and die by the sword. Oregon loves to, to to push the envelope, wants to score every drive. And when that happens, it, this Oregon team, when they're pushing and they're they're using all four downs most of the time against a team like Washington State, I think it's going to end up with Oregon scoring a lot of points. So give me give me Oregon in the twenty. Yeah, I'll lay the twenty. 
Dude, this this one bothers me, man, because all these big spreads, I'm like, at some point, I got to take the points, right? It's a con, like you said, Clint, it's a conference game. And I'm like, all right, well, Cam Ward's and that offense is going to easily keep up with a lot of these teams. So I don't, I don't know what happened last week versus Arizona. Did not get a chance to watch that game. <clears throat> I don't know what the situation was turnovers, poor game plan, you know, credit to Arizona. I have no idea. But the confidence that Dan Lanning has in that offense when, Last week, it's, you know, fourth and three. They're on their own 50. And, you know, maybe confidence in their offense and knowing that, hey, look, Penix is going to score no matter what. So whether we get them at the 50 or 20, like maybe they'll score quicker. They go for on that fourth down. They don't get it. They get the ball back. They do go back down the score. He's got all the confidence in his offense. Um, early in the year, we talked about how many times the Oregon mascot was doing push-ups and all that stuff, doing 800 push-ups a game for all the points they scored. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Oregon as well. 20 points is a lot. But th- this team can win by thirty uh, pretty easily. So I don't I don't know what Washington team we're gonna get. If Washington State keeps it close, it won't surprise me either. Uh, but damn, for my sake and these big spreads, I, ho- I hope this one goes. So yeah, give me Oregon as well and the twenty. See how that one goes. Uh, to me, this one, this next one's pretty easy. Uh, number ten, North Carolina hosting Virginia, six thirty kickoff. UNC's twenty three and a half point favorites. Uh, Virginia's come up a few times this season. Uh, just they just don't have the roster, man, and, and they don't have it. And right now, the way North Carolina has been looking, Drake May has kind of peeked his head back into the Heisman uh, talk. Tez Walker caught three touchdowns last week. Their offense is rolling. They're running the ball over everybody. Omari and Hampton is his average yard per rush or video game like numbers. Um, at least last week was, and, and the week before. So give me North Carolina easily cover this twenty three and a half and uh, host in Virginia. Uh, so I don't think yeah I don't think it's gonna be close man I think they're rolling. Jago, how do you feel about this North Carolina team in that offense? I think this is just a public service announcement. Anybody who wants to go to a haunted house, go to the Chapel Hill because this is going to be a freaking <laughs> slaughterhouse. Like be honest with you. Um, wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Virginia's defense is giving up 177 yards rushing per game. Um, they're giving up 31.8 points per game. That's 113th. That's worse than the Washington State defense I was just talking about. Uh, this just straight Swiss cheese. I feel bad for Virginia. I feel bad for Tony Elliott. But I mean, yeah, this uh, Marion Hanson is probably going to run for two hundred some yards. There's a bet for you. Um, since you lost to the Kentucky bet the other day, nah, book this easy. That yeah. well, I tell you back, they might they might pull him in the second quarter. But may. you might have two hundred yards may. at that point. Or Drake may run may run it himself. Who knows? But however, it's going to probably be like a thirty plus point spread. Honestly, so yeah, give me UNC in the twenty three and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to make this long, drawn out. Tez Walker, baby. Uh, listen, I'm not Drake May. I'm still a little iffy on him just this year. I, I do believe he's a great quarterback, but I feel like something was off uh, the first half of the year for whatever reason. And now they got Tez Walker, and it's like, okay, well, even if it is still a little off, you're, you're going to be fine. Uh, I'll, I'll take UNC and lay, lay the big spread. I like it. Smart choice there, buddy. All right. Uh, number eleven, Alabama. Hey, before, sorry, before we continue, I just want to make sure I have this right. That way, there's no weird stuff later. <laughs> um, which one was it? You had UCF in the UCF Oklahoma game, JC. Yes. And Jacob, you had Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Good. Carry on. Uh, Alabama hosted number seventeenth ranked Tennessee. Tennessee obviously beat Alabama last year. Um. A little bit different Tennessee team, I think. They're, they are ranked number 17 this year. Alabama's coming in as nine-point favorites. Dude, I feel like the last few games with Arkansas and Ole Miss, 
Alabama's they've been in this nine point, ten point, eleven point spread, and it's been real weird. Um, I think I missed it with Ole Miss. I had them. Um, I think I had Ole Miss covering. Uh, uh, Alabama won by like I don't even know fifteen points, something like that. I picked Arkansas to cover the eleven. That was a late cover. Arkansas covered that one, and this one's right there in the same boat. I think. I think I'm not going to pick against Nick Saban this week. Uh, I don't think. I think Tennessee has a chance to win the game. It wouldn't surprise me per se, but I think that Saban and this defense are gonna they're gonna take care of Milton and, and expose him. And yeah, I think Milrow is gonna have a good day. I think he's gonna make enough plays with his legs. I think he's gonna they throw a couple deep shots down the field. So give me Alabama to cover that nine point spread, um, especially with it being a home game there for the Crimson Tide. That's what's going on in my head, even as I speak. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. <clears throat> do nine i i guess because it's, it's weird man you know in tuscaloosa nine points though I, I was surprised to see that line um oh god dude like who's better tennessee or AM? I mean i mean i know they just yeah. played but it, it wasn't confidence expiring from any one of them last week right but i would say tennessee or who's better Ten- tennessee arkansas i'd say tennessee, tennessee. Yeah, yeah, and, and Alabama's played played both Texas A&M and Arkansas really close. Yeah. So that's what's got me a little concerned. Is this Arkansas or not Arkansas? Alabama is not going to blow out anybody this year, really. Um, I think one because I'm just unsure. If, I think I'm just in denial. Tennessee actually might be okay, even though they don't look great. They just find ways to win and. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily win this game, but if you give them nine points, I feel like they can keep it in that. That along with I've got to start catching you two boys. So l- let me let me fade JC here. I'll take Tennessee and I'll take the nine points. Okay, I think I remember saying in last pod that I was going to probably take Tennessee to win outright, honestly, for this game. Um, and I hate to say that because I always hate to go against Nick Saban, especially being at home. Like, what the hell am I doing? But I I feel weird about this game. Um, I'm surprised nobody said this is the battle of the quarterbacks who can't throw a slant. Nobody said that because um, I know Milton can't. And that is true. Milrow, it, it seems like he he's got really good down the field uh, completion percentage, but it's like short stuff is not that good. Um, I could give you several stats about Milrow and Milton. They're kind of one and the same. Um, Milrow's had a better statistical year. Um, than than uh, Milton has, but neither one of them are that inspiring. They're uh, Milrow's forty third in completion percentage. Milton's sixty ninth. Uh, Milrow's ninety set ninety second in completed passes this year, and Milton is fifty sixth. Like neither one of them are like really that confidence confidence inspiring. So that's why I looked at the rushing stats for this game, and Tennessee is averaging two hundred and thirty yards per game, whereas Alabama is one hundred forty eight. I really think it's going to be Tennessee may even go in there and bully Alabama um, if they can. It's weird to say out loud, but they've got the guys to do it. They can run the ball really well because obviously either team is not going to. There may be one breakdown for each team where there's a bomb thrown from both guys because they seem to occasionally do that for both quarterbacks. But I think who's going to be able to keep their offense on the field and just wear out the, the opposing defense is going to win this game. And honestly, I think, especially if you're giving me nine points, like I think Tennessee can do that. They're averaging close to, you know, 90 more yards per game on the ground than the Bama. So I'm personally going to take Tennessee because of that plus nine. It's getting interesting, boys. 
Getting interesting. Oh, I yeah, would love to see Tennessee win this game outright. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know how I feel. Alabama needs this game so bad, boys. They do. They, they need this one bad. Oh, yeah. And this would help my <laughs> pick, too, with uh, LSU winning the SEC because they have to beat Bama. They will be playing up in a few weeks, I think. So, Ugh. who knows? Hell of a matchup. Won't, won't quite be a top 10 one. Alabama will probably sneak in the top 10 with this win, but we'll see if LSU can get there. Oh, man. All right. We'll stay with the SEC. Stay with the SEC West, to be exact. Ole Miss traveling to Auburn. Seven o'clock kick on ESPN. Ole Miss, six and a half point favorites. Look, Auburn's got got some guys on defense. They, the, the quarterback can make some plays and Peyton Thorne. But I think Ole Miss's offense is, is too good. So give me Ole Miss. They're six and a half point favorites. The over-under is at 55. Um, so we'll see if... If Auburn's trying to get in a shootout, it's not going to be it. That I, I felt, I felt better about Auburn covering versus Georgia, uh, just to do the style of play with Georgia than I do about this game. And Ole Miss is wide open attack, so give me Ole Miss to cover that six and a half. And I'll start with you on that one, Jacob. Yeah, there, I think there's two reasons that that this game is kind of personal. One because Lane Kiffin versus Hugh Freeze, they've kind of had a history before, and um, they actually played two years ago against each other when uh, Homeboy was at Liberty. Um, Ole Miss beat Liberty twenty-seven to fourteen, so um, that's kind of like a a one one reason. But the other reason is I think Quinshawn Quinshawn Judkins, the Ole Miss running back, uh, grew up forty-five minutes from Auburn, so he made this personal last year when he played Auburn. Um, he ran for one hundred one hundred thirty-nine yards, twenty-five carries, and two touchdowns last year. Um, so now this being at Auburn, he's definitely marked this one on his calendar. Um. And also, surprising stat, Ole Miss leads the SEC in turnover margin right now on their plus six. It's the best in the SEC, which is 11th nationally. So um, that's kind of a surprise as much as they like to throw the ball and run all kind of crazy plays with uh, Lane Kiffin. So um, six and a half, I'm taking Ole Miss to cover that. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Auburn play LSU, another high-powered offense, and Auburn got smacked 48-18. They're they're about to play yet another high powered offense, um, and you're you're saying they only need to win by six and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'm with you, boys. Give me Ole Miss. I know it's at Auburn, and uh, <clears throat> I don't care. Just yeah, I'll take Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep keep it simple. Oh man. All right. Next ranked matchup, number fourteen ranked Utah. I don't even. They're just still hanging in there, right in the middle of the pack, traveling to number eighteen Southern Cal, coming off that. Uh, Big time loss to Notre Dame last week. USC opens up as seven point favorites. The over unders at fifty three. Clint, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel about Southern Cal coming back after that big loss? Uh, at first I was like, "Geez, now what do I make of USC?" Not because of their defense, but the way Notre Dame made their offense look. That was just odd. Um, Caleb Williams look off, uh, and Utah's got a great defense. This could turn into another Notre Dame situation, but I'm going to err on the side of Caleb being a veteran. We know he's an amazing quarterback. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, you're not allowed one bad game. He had a bad game and the offense as a whole had a bad game. I don't think that's going to continue throughout this this season. Uh, I think they get it back on track. What what did we say the spread was? Seven? Seven even. Yeah, I, I think they're a touchdown better than Utah. And uh, even though maybe, oh, God, I don't know. I'm about to talk myself right about a moment pick. No, let me let me stick with it. 
give me USC to get it back on track. Yeah, they still got plans for this year. And uh, Notre Dame, even though they lost to them, it's, it really doesn't mean a whole lot as far as the conference goes because Notre Dame's not in the conference. So right. get it back on track, win this game, and uh, let's see if y'all can make it to the conference championship. Yeah, I, I don't want to be long-winded on this one, but this this was the one. There's always one game every every podcast we do this that I'm like, damn, I really could flip a coin, and this is that one. Um, I'm not confident at all. And I don't think Vegas is either because USC so far is two and five against the spread. Utah is three, two and one. So I don't think they can either figure they can they can't figure these teams out either. Um, throw Cam Rising up. Who the hell knows at this point? Um, that would make it a little easier to make this pick if Cam Rising was coming back, but I guess not. Um, Utah has won the last three matchups against USC, uh, including two last year where they won 43 to 42 and then 47 to, to 24. And the last one was in the Pac-12 championship. Um, that was with Cam Rising, of course. But Utah, as we've figured out, is a very damn good coach team. Um, Lincoln Riley's teams, eh, not exactly the same. Um, he's a good coach. He's a good offensive guy. But we've seen this USC defense get carved up. But we don't know if Utah has those guys to carve this defense up. And we know what Caleb Williams is. So it's going to be like a back and forth game. Um, a couple of interesting things I, I learned was Utah has a safety that's going to be out for one of the first half from a targeting penalty from last game. Um, Cole Bishop will be out. And they also have another safety, Sion Vaki, maybe. Um, he actually played running back last week, too. So he'll be playing a little Travis Hunter on the offense and defensive side. He ran for 158 yards against Cal last week. Um, kind of interesting. So I don't know where Utah's defense will be when it comes to the secondary. But we know how bad USC's offensive line is. And the Utah defensive end, Jonah Ellis, is second in the nation with nine sacks. So he's probably about to run wild all over them. And in the two games they, these teams played last year, Utah had 11 sacks in those two games. So there's a lot of back and forth. As I read down those stats, it was like, man, okay, this one. Okay, I'll lean this way. I'll lean this way. There's really no confidence in whichever way I go. But I am going to go USC minus seven. After all that, but I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to switch it up. Look, I'm. I thought you were too. Yeah. You know, you you made a stat last week that Caleb Williams threw three picks all last year. Obviously, he had three picks last week. I think mo- I think all three were in the first half. Um, at least two yep. of them were. Well, that nerding. Look, I'm 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 not a Southern Cal fan by any means. Um, they get a lot of publicity. I get it. They're in Los Angeles, so that's that's going to come with the territory and the celebrities and all that stuff out there. But look, this offense is too good. You know, uh, Utah has a good defense. We've seen that. But they they've got inconsistent. They they haven't got maybe inconsistent play at quarterback. They've played a lot of different guys and they played well. But look, Caleb Williams isn't going to throw three picks again, let alone in one half. I think this offense is too strong. Utah, it's it's gonna they're gonna make it a game. But give me USC covering this this seven points. This offense is is gonna get right back on track. They they've been doing it to everybody all year. Um, I, I think last week was more of an outlier. You know, not the norm. So yeah, give me give me Caleb Williams to bounce back and. Have a big week. Gotcha. Oh man, dude, this this next one's tough too, man. Um, LSU hosts an army. LSU comes in ranked nineteenth. They're thirty-two point favorites. The over/unders at sixty and a half. It's a big spread, man. Uh, Jacob, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, thirty-two. Uh, that is quite a lot. Um, there's not a whole lot to say because Army, this is the first time they've played since 1931. That's one stat, I guess you could say. Uh, Army won it 20 to nothing. That's when these schools were the best college football teams, which is funny. Um, 
but so this is the second meeting ever, and this is the first time in Baton Rouge. I think the Army coach kind of came out and said he has no confidence in his team, basically. You, what you could translate, he's just like happy to be here. So I don't think that Army is like, and in fact, LSU is like, okay, congratulations. Thank you for coming. Like, we're going to paint our end zones camo as like a thank you to the Army and stuff like that, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a smart ass when I say that. That's awesome. But I, this is like almost like Clemson's paying Charleston Southern to come play in a, in a, in a way. So I'm taking LSU minus 32. Why there's a spread on this game, I don't know. Yeah, honestly. This is not one I even wanted to think <laughs> right, about. Right, right. Um, yeah, give me <clears throat> give me LSU with the, the gigantic spread. Army's bad. They're not good this year. Um, also, LSU, we, I know we talked about high-powered offense and not great defense, especially after that Ole Miss game that they had. I do think, even slightly, that their defense is starting to get a little bit better, especially on the front end. Um and if you pair that with a not good army offense, then I think you got a recipe for this. Even though it's a big spread, they'll probably cover no problem. So, uh, yeah, I'll take LSU. Yeah, if this was even a decent army team that was running the triple option, I'd probably lean the other way just because they normally chew a lot of clock up. Not gonna, not that LSU needs a lot of time at all to score points. But I'm kind of with mm. Clint. If this game had no spread, that wouldn't surprise me either. So give me LSU. I hate these big spreads, but you're right. Army just doesn't have it this year. And uh, those LSU fans will be decked out in purple, yellow, and camo, and uh, they'll get the job done. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no disrespect, Army at all. All right, game of the week, boys. Game of the <laughs> week. Oh God, the f- infamous. You talked about spooky season earlier when you talked about Chapel Hill. Listen, it's real spooky season when you travel up to uh, the other Columbia, Missouri. This is. I forgot what they call this, but we're, we're, both teams are from Columbia, and we got to figure out who, who the better one is. And Missouri has looked great all year, I would say, for the most part. Probably should have beat LSU. At least they had a chance to beat LSU. So they're 6-1, and one, ranked number 20th, 7.5-point favorites versus South Carolina, coming off a gut-wrenching loss that I had to witness in person. Again, Jacob, I thank you for not letting you know be one of those guys in the stands that got on ESPN for all the wrong reasons, aka <laughs> tears rolling down my eyes. Uh so Clint, do you want to you want to start? I don't even know. I don't even know, bro. I don't know because it's it's at Missouri, dude, and it's it's not good. It's it's a haunted it's a haunted place. I wish I wish last week didn't happen. Dude, it changes so I, much. That one so much. And it's not just because we lost. Like I would have rathered, as bad as it sounds, I almost would rather last year Carolina Florida game happen again. Just get waxed, right, dude? Because not cause now not I'm like, have we won. the game. We won the game. Had the yes, game won. You had it. That was a win, Jacob. I'm gonna shut your camera off. Dude, this man's over here about to spit oh. his drink out. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> just chilling. Just. Just basking in the, the turmoil that me and JC are going through, man. I, that's Jesus. No, I, I haven't, thought, I haven't really thought about it, it all. It takes some NyQuil. I've been out of town, haven't <laughs> yeah. thought about it until now, and all my emotions are coming out. Good. It's like getting worse for me. I, I, at first, I was like, whatever, we lost. It's just South Carolina football. But no, it's not like South Carolina football because we had the game won. Normally, we just suck like we did last year. And this year, we had. I could talk about it all day Bro. because it's just bothered me that bad. We had it one, we didn't. Now we're coming into this game playing Missouri, who's playing out their minds this year. Um, I almost want to take Missouri 
and the points or lay the points just so either way I'm a winner, <laughs> which is more than what South Carolina could say right now. And then, then we got Beamer out here kicking shit. <laughs> what did he breaking kick? his foot? I'm actually, you know, I'm actually. I don't, I'm not, I don't I'm, even think he said. I'm not mad at that, to be honest. Like he's like, look, before you guys go on some tangent and saying, he's like, look, I care about the kids. I was mad, angry. I, dude, I, I would have loved to kick something after that game. <laughs> I would have loved to kick anything. Listen, you need to kick the defense coordinator. No, I'm not gonna say that. Oh, uh, he needs. I, he needs I a little boot the kicking, into the ass. The kicking and breaking the foot thing. Not not bothering that much. What does bother me, and I don't know if you heard this, you might have both both con- press conferences or the press conference after the game, and I think after the first quarter of the game, Beamer essentially was like blaming the players. They were he was like, "We're calling up these these protections or you know these these schemes, and they're not doing it." And I I understand that may be true. You just can't say it. You you can't say that. A national television. You don't throw coach. your players under the bus like that. Well, look, hey, slow down. No, so dude, there, there are some things they didn't execute. But at the end of the game, when you don't have a safe, look, okay, there was a safety, but he got there late. You got to have two high. You got to have two guys over there. That's a coaching decision. Yep. At some point, yeah, I'm okay right. with getting under the, the and even players' that, ass, but that that's a coaching thing. Yep. Listen, I agree. I agree. And and you're right. There's still arguments to be made if even the right play calls were made. But he was saying that they made calls that the players just weren't doing. He was saying like. You know, we got this guy coming in from the edge and he just stops for no reason. Like he's literally blaming the players. Even if that's true, yeah, light him up in practice. Have him run hundred yard sprints all all night. I don't care. But listen, you wanna we, we talked about this. This is in the age of the transfer portal. Don't lose the locker room. You already lost the game that you should have won. Don't lose the locker room. You're breaking your foot. The national media is making fun of you for that. You're on press conferences saying, Hey, listen, our players aren't doing what we told them to do. Don't don't make this worse. Let's see. I I'm interested to see how this the, these players come out and play. And I hope it they they have the coaches back. Uh, I don't blame Beamer for being hot and bothered and saying what he said, but you just can't do it though. Yeah. Uh, hopefully these players can come out. I'm a, I'm gonna take Carolina because I'm a just I'm blind. And uh, give me the give me the points. Give me the outright win. It's that, spooky season. Let's let's Uno reverse. Let's let's Uno reverse card. <laughs> the, the whole voodoo Mizzou seems to have on their side, and uh, let's let's finish strong because I don't want this to be a uh, a season where we're not even bowling and we got uh the portal full of South Carolina players. Yeah, so I agree with you with, with the the stuff on Beamer. Because all of it's valid and all of that you could see, especially, you know, you worry about the portal in the locker room stuff. The only thing that makes me feel better is, and I didn't watch everybody's post game. I didn't see a lot of other stuff, but two things. One, Nick Harbour said, look, if I play one play, I'm going to make it the best play. If I play 40 plays, I'm going to make it the best 40 plays. He's got the right mindset coming in. You could tell, dude, in that game, I know people keep saying play Harbour, play Harbour. There were multiple times in that game where he lined up, he looked at Leggett or whoever else was the other veteran receiver there and had to make sure he was like in the right spot, which is a true freshman, like I said, and he came in late. Like, But I think that's why the coaches aren't going to put, just because you're the fastest guy in the world, you still got to know the plays, you got to know the formations, you got to know the checks, you got to know all that stuff. The other thing is, as soon as that game was over, pretty much the next day, four-star safety flipped from Auburn to be like, you know what, man? If I was out there South Carolina, we would have won that game. Maybe I can make a difference. And for him to to make that commitment, I mean, I hope yeah. For him to make that commitment literally the day after what he just saw, um, I think that's big time. I I still think that speaks for the program more than the other stuff. Now it's not as fun 
and cool looking when you can be like, yeah, Coach Beam threw some guys on the bus, which I don't agree with. And then he broke his foot. Not ideal. Obviously, anyone that's has any type of account or, mm-hmm. you know, newspaper is going to rightfully so write a story about it as they should. Um, <coughs> look, we're going to Uno reverse card Jacob so called cockover because it's just getting started. Look, it's spooky season out there and things get weird. And every year that we're supposed to beat Missouri, we don't. And all the years we shouldn't beat a lot of teams, we do. This is going to be that game. We're 2-4. and four. We're coming off. Look, that game, I was having so much fun that day. Their offense was rolling. Obviously, Florida, was, look, they're going to score a ton of points. I still believe in Rattler. I still believe in guys making plays. X is going to make some plays. I don't think Juice is going to play as far as I know. Beamer said he's probable with his foot. He'll be out there. Um, he said he's not going to be on pay meds because he can't be looping making these play calls. So Beamer's going to be clear-minded, broken foot and all, battling, grinding with the boys and all the other hurt offensive linemen. But look, we're going to come out, we're going to win the game by a field goal. That's what's going to happen. And Cocktober is going to be officially back. So screw Missouri in the seven and a half. And the real team from Columbia is going to stand up Saturday. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to come back on here and wipe that smirk off Jacob's face and be like, welcome to Cocktober, baby. <laughs> What do you, so you're you were saying you were saying Juice supposed to play? No, I I haven't heard. I doubt, I don't think he's going to. Oh, oh my bad. I think I missed him. I would just name it down some injury guys in my head. Um, okay. Right. And Luke so Doty's gonna catch a pass too, just for Jacob. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Hey. Um. I like if it. if it's called Cocktober for y'all, what is it called in Missouri? Since their stadium's haunted, we need to find a good name for that. No, we don't need we don't need to give them any credit for anything. <laughs> I will say because we brought up the Florida game again, seeing some highlights with like Ricky Pearsall, the the receiver from Florida who lit y'all up. Like y'all okay. lost to a good good receiver group there. Um, Graham Mercer's got a really good receiver group, so defense obviously could have played better. But regardless, do y'all know the last time y'all beat Missouri? Uh, what year was? Was it with twenty? Was it Connor Shaw twenty no, nineteen? No, Connor Shaw was way they didn't play nineteen. But- what years did Connor Shaw play there? 20, no, no, 20, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, not 19. 2013. I don't know no, why we I said 19. We've had to win in Missouri since then, right? I'm talking about beat Missouri, not necessarily at Missouri. I'm just talking about beat him. I, Clint, I go, I'd go with 2019. 2018. Y'all beat that's him. So long. That's five We years haven't beat ago. him in five years? Yeah, that's what I said too. Wow. So 37 35 in 2018 is the last time y'all beat Missouri. So y'all lost four in a row to Missouri. Um, y'all bad. lost 23 to 10 to him last year, and y'all had him. In Carolina, how? Um, how? I, I don't know. I guess your defense is a little better. We're last scoring year, more. We're scoring more than ten points. I'll tell that's you. That's why last year was such a, a shock to Clemson fans and Tennessee fans because y'all put up ten against Missouri. Like, Look, what the hell? This, this game is going to be eerily similar to the Florida game. I think could be with yeah. offenses. The problem is, or not the problem, that we better just have two guys. This, if we don't, you know what? I'm going to go to the game. I think I'm just going to drive up there, and if at the end of the game. <laughs> There's not an extra guy over the middle field. I'm going to run on the field, and I'm going to break up the play, and I'm going to make sure they don't score a touchdown. You can kick me out. You can ban me from all Missouri games, from all SEC games for a year, and you can redo that play over. But they are not scoring a touchdown because we don't have a safety back there. Just know. There you go. Exactly. Well, it's going to be hard to with a safety back there because Brady Cook, we have to put some respect on his name. Um, he's seventh in the nation in passing yards and 2,046 yards. Um, if you told me that before the season that the Missouri quarterback would be that high up, 
on passing yards, I'd be like, I'd slap you and say, "What? Wait back up. What's going on here?" So Brady Cooks played out of his mind this year. Um, it probably helps because we have to put respect on this guy's name too, Luther Burden the third. Um, he is having a year so far. Oh yeah, I know we, that guy. Yeah, we know about Xavier Leggett and how good he's played. He kind of came out of nowhere and he's had a year for y'all. But um, Luther Burden's got better stats. He's fifty-six receptions, eight hundred eight yards, and five touchdowns. Um, fourteen-yard average, like that's insane. You gonna say something? You eating the mic? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared for this. I know. Uh, but the no, only man, reason... there's nothing to be scared of, dude. Nothing to be scared Truthfully, of. Truthfully, I'm gonna get a Jason mask and sit in that. Spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. Truthfully, if I'm being a smart college football fan, this is nothing against Carolina. If I'm just looking at the teams objectively, there's no such thing as that. It wouldn't be a smart pick to pick Carolina in this spot. The only reason I feel like I would want to pick Carolina is this could possibly be a look ahead game because Missouri has a bye week, which is not really a true look ahead game, but they have a bye week after this week and then they play at number one Georgia. That's a look ahead, but they do have a bye week. They almost beat them last year. They almost beat them last year. They gave they gave mm-hmm. Georgia some problems last year. So they definitely had that game circled. That is the only reason I would think that y'all could have a real good chance here. Your offense could go off. Like I said, this could be a Carolina-Florida game where it's you know high-scoring game from both sides. Could go way over in the over-under. Um, but if I'm being a smart college football pick'ems guy right now, minus 7.5 for Missouri, I think I've got to take that. And I'll be happy if y'all can cover that or even if y'all win straight up with that. But I have to take the Missouri minus seven and a half. That's really good. Upset me if we if Missouri covers because then not only did we lose the game, but you also. <laughs> I'm sorry pick. about that, but I'm just trying to be smart with that. That won't um, This is how this, this is how happen. worked up I am about this game. I meant to say Connor Shaw 2013. I don't know why I said 2019 because Connor Shaw 2013 was I think the game where he had that last second pass to the corner, uh, fourth down. Um, that's how hot and bothered I am about this <laughs> Carolina football team that I thought we haven't beat Missouri in ten years. Yeah, um, well, halfway there. Well, I would. Dude. I want to say this too. I don't know if y'all looking at your y'all schedule right now, but where would y'all put Missouri in like the toughest opponents y'all have had to play so far this year? Obviously, Georgia's one, but then y'all played North Carolina, y'all played Tennessee, you played Florida, and you played A and M, and you will have Clemson. But like Missouri may be the second or third hardest team you played this year. Probably North Carolina's better I'd than Missouri. Rather probably play A and M. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Missouri's actually a damn good team. So this may be like your second hardest game on the schedule. Maybe third. I know, that's why we're that's why we're gonna win because everything the, every it's the upside down. Nothing makes sense. And that's what I'm saying. Like, as a Clemson fan, we should be the second hardest game on your schedule. But like no, I'm confident right in now, that game. That's the only game I'm confident in the rest of the year. That in Jacksonville State. I don't know if you should be confident about that game, but I am because it's a home game. And we be not. If we were playing Clemson at Missouri, I'd be worried. It was a neutral side game at Missouri Stadium. <laughs> I would not want to play there. I got you. It's haunted. Well, bef- before we get off the Carolina. Oh, you <laughs> You were saying if we play Clemson at <laughs> yeah, Missouri yeah, Stadium. Yeah, outside. Oh, God. We would lose by 70. That would be a terrible game. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> well, we're not. We're playing oh. at Willie B. Before we get off of Carolina, <laughs> like I do want goosebumps. I do want to ask y'all. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you, dude. If we, we need to watch some busy movies. <laughs> You know, before you go to bed, Cole and have some Disney movies. Oh man! Uh, sitting at two and four right now, seeing who you have left. I swear Missouri. to God, shut your mouth! I know. No, no I'm asking. Say like, the record out loud. No, I'm not talking about bowl game. <laughs> I'm not talking about bowl game at all. I'm, I'm not. I just don't want to hear two and four. I know you're being serious. I just don't want to hear two. I'm being and four. serious about like when when again if you lose to Missouri, which it may happen, and if you lose to A and M because it's at A and M, if y'all are sitting there at that record, I'm not going to say it. 
what do you do with Rattler? Do you let him finish out the year, or do you try to get some young guys in there? Do you put in Lenore, oh, Sell- Lenore Sellers, or what? Fuck that, bro. We need a, If we're sitting at two and six, well, I need Rattler <laughs> playing defense. I need to win the game. We need to win a game, and Rattler's not going to You'd rather just, have that over like trying to get Lenore Sellers in there and trying bro, to get some... Rattler's not going to sit out, and they're not going to bench him for... Now, if he's playing bad, and he's the reason, maybe, but he ain't been the reason. No, he hadn't been. Yeah, I don't... I don't... <clears throat> I don't like the idea of quitting. Like I, I, yeah, don't, I, I, I get don't, it. Even if we if we don't go to a bowl, I hate that idea. I think it sends a bad message to recruits and the players you have on your team. Cool. Like, listen, we're just gonna give up on this year and start playing for next year. Now, if we're down thirty in the fourth quarter, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah. sellers should be playing the entire fourth quarter. If we're up, you know, thirty. No, same yeah, situation. that's different in the game. But and if this was an NFL yeah, team yeah. and you just you know drafted a first round rookie or something, then yeah. I, I, I see what I you're saying. I was just wanting your opinion but, on that because I think no, if y'all I lose... I don't want to get to that point at all. If y'all lose to Actually, Missouri and A&M, I think when Jacksonville State comes around and Vanderbilt comes around, I think, especially if y'all go up quick with Rattler, I, I think Rattler gets less playing time and Sellers gets in there quicker, in my mind. That, that, but, okay, that, that I'm fine with because yeah. that's not that still wouldn't be us quitting. That's just, you know, I'm fine yeah. with that. That, that mm-hmm. wouldn't bother me, really. Because, look, Sellers is a good player. It's not like we're trying out some you know, walk on guy or something, or you know, bringing in a because <laughs> Rattler is he technically a junior or is he, he's a senior now, right? Yeah, because he was thinking yeah. about going out last year, so yeah, he's a senior. Yeah, unless you have like a third year red shirt, some shit that all these kids seem to have access to, this should be his last year. Yeah, pull it out of his bet. Yeah, you're right. So, oh, all right, let's uh, let's hand let's I need to get off this topic for my own emotional sake. <laughs> um, easy game. For me, I think number twenty-two Air Force at Navy, ten and a half point favorites there for the old Falcons. Uh, Clint, what you got? Hey, already know the answer, but tell the people. Listen, baby, listen. Fly high, okay. <laughs> fly fight win. That's what we do. Fly fight win. Fly, Air Force fight fifty. Let's fly go. 50. Let's go. Hey, y'all are ranked finally. We're gonna hate. Listen, service academies get a lot of heat. Not this time, baby. Not this time. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to take Air Force minus 10 and a half too. This is going to be a option run masterpiece probably. Both teams throw they, the ball for like they, less than 100 I, yards per game, I think, or something. Um, I didn't think Air Force ran those triple option anymore. Yeah, they average Navy averages 99 yards per game passing and Air Force is 78. So this is going to be oh, an option run masterpiece. Can't wait. I say fly fight win. I meant run fight win. <laughs> hey, but it's Falcons, so we can fly. It's a new oh, one. Yeah, yeah. So, man. Uh yeah. I hope we smoke Navy because all my in laws are like Navy people. My my father in law was in the Navy. My wife's uncle was in the Navy. His <laughs> brothers were in the Navy. Uh dude, yeah, half their famous in the Navy, and they act like it too. So please, big, big win. Let's go. Hell yeah. Get, get, oh, man, I need this one. Air Force by fifty. So let them let them cover. Mm. I'm all about it. Oh man. All right. Moving on. Number twenty three ranked Tulane sneaking back up at the rankings. Hosting North Texas. Look, North North Texas is a high powered offense. They're averaging over like four hundred and seventy yards a game. The problem is. They give up 250-something yards rushing a game and 200-something yards passing a game, which is absolutely insane to think about. Uh, with that being said, look, it's, it's still Tulane. I get their rank. 
but you're going to give me 20 points for a, a, a team that can score a lot of points that, you know, just looking at their averages, they average over close to like 100 more yards than Tulane does. 20 and a half is a big spread. I don't trust Tulane. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but in this type of match, conference matchup, give me North Texas to cover that 20 points. What you yeah. got, Jacob? Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. This is uh, seeing those stats, like, wow, that's kind of crazy. I know Tulane has been a good team this year, and I think the one loss was what Ole Miss, right? Yeah, that's correct. Like, first yep, game of Ole season. Miss by 17. Um, like, yeah, this 20 points is a lot. So I'm, I'm going to take, yeah, uh, North Texas to cover that as well. Yeah, I'm with you boys. I looked at this earlier. I gave it almost no thought other than the fact that I thought it was big spread. So let me <laughs> let me take the underdog in this one. Um, that and I'm like I did not think we'd be talking about Tulane again, but here we are. Right. Um, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the points. So give me North Texas. All right, dumbest team of all time, number 24 Iowa hosting Minnesota. Vegas is dumb and had to put this at three and a half, of course. Um. All right, I don't have my pen with me, unfortunately. But Jacob, you or Clint, you want to? Oh, I see it sitting over there. Damn it, um, Clint, you want to make sure you get these written down for us, um, if you don't mind. Uh, I need what you got. Need need the need the spread pick and how many points I was going to score. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. I was going to score seventeen points, and Minnesota was going to score ten. So give me Iowa to cover. Give me the under. And give me the spread I was wearing. And we're keeping that points per game right around 20. That's just... That's how I feel. That's I laughed out loud when I saw that over under 30 and a half. That's, hey, man, you, you predicted the, what, last week's score right? Or maybe the week before? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's I'm interested to hear, hear your take because I think you're going to be spot on again there, buddy. Dude, I, Minnesota used to be good. What was their whole thing? It was like row the boat or some yeah, shit like that row, a few years ago? row. row. Yeah, row, row, row your boat. Like, where did they go? Like, is that still the same coach there? Uh, was it PJ Flag? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yes, it's um, been such a long time since we did the conference previews. I forgot who. Yeah, it should be Fleck. Um, they yeah, were like man. freaking top ten in the country like a few years ago. Like, what happened, dude? When you got Golden Gophers <laughs> talked about in college football, it's a good day. Not anymore, man. I, I like guess. to see the old gold, gold Gophers get some love, but. I'm sorry, man. Not not this week, unfortunately. I should have picked the upset, but here we are. 17th. I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Yeah, I, I three and a half. Iowa. I'll take Iowa to win that because I I kind of want this team to go 11 and one now, but not get the 20 some points. Like just so just for the hell of it. But uh, yeah, I'll take Iowa three and a half. All right, what's the score though? We need the score. Oh, um, <laughs> shoot, uh, Iowa 20. Shit. 24, Minnesota, 14. What? No Cade McNamara? And you're, they're going to score 24 points? Dude, they got to do something. You are feeling sick. You are feeling sick. I am, dude. Let me it's check that head, NyQuil dude. talking now. Did you take NyQuil before we started? No. I was to say, you're going to so fall Dayquil out any time now. Dude, NyQuil doesn't <laughs> do what it used to to me. I have to almost take like not, four shots of it. it did knock me out. We'll send your uh, double styrofoam cup there. Got a little lean. Lean with it, rot with it. <laughs> yeah, mix that with Nyquil. See what happens. Don't do yeah, that, kids. You'll, you'll be dead. Yeah, please don't listen to him ever. Anything. <laughs> All right, Clint. What's the uh, what's the old prediction there for your favorite team, Iowa Hawkeyes? 
I'm gonna pick the most disgusting score. I can't wait. I got Iowa covering fifteen to nine. Oh, dude, that's so, actually it. That's that's it. That's the most Big Ten. That I is just threw the score. from a mouthful. Yes, that's, that's the score. Actually, that's that's, that's an Iowa. That's an Iowa touchdown, two field goals, and a safety. Oh, dude, and that's three field goals for Minnesota. Dude, if you can Jesus. predict this perfectly, I fire you. Can't you? You can gamble over there in LA, can't you? Or in California? Baby, I, I gamble wherever. Yeah, I would do that. Though. I would do that immediately because that's literally the best thing I've heard. 15 and 9. Yeah, I got him covered. This is such a ridiculous thing that we have to talk about Iowa. But honestly, I love it, man. It's hilarious. L- listen, I honestly, I hope they win out the rest of the so year. And and we're watching them in the in the conference championship. Uh, a team that uh, with a backup quarterback that throws that completes six passes a game. Well, yeah. Oh my Blood. god, that'd be absolutely disgusting. Bloodbath. And I'm all for it. Yeah. God. Oh man. It's gonna be Halloween eight, you know how many there are. <laughs> at that rate. All right. Last ring matchup of the weekend. Number twenty five, UCLA traveling to Stanford. UCLA seventeen point favorites. Look, I'm gonna go UCLA. Um, I think their offense is good enough to to put up that many points. Stanford is is not the Stanford, you know, of a few few years ago. So give me UCLA to cover easily in this one. Man, you sound like you forgot they beat Colorado last week in two hours. Yeah, in my head I'm like, I know they just beat somebody, couldn't could not remember who to save my life. So Yeah, we thought Stanford was like complete shit before that happened and then all of a sudden that happened. And we thought UCLA was damn good to start the year and they've kinda taken a step back. Uh, this one was kind of back and forth too. I don't really know who to pick here, honestly. But I, I personally have to. What is the spread again? Seventeen. 17. That's a lot for mm-hmm. UCLA to to cover against the Stanford team. That was at Colorado too. Um, this is in Stanford. Um, Correct. I got to believe that 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 quarterback Dante, uh, what's his name? Dante Moore is is got to get something going here. But that Stanford defense is trash. I know that. They're they're giving up 321 yards per game passing. So, ugh. big Dante Moore game here. I don't like it, but I'll go UCLA 17 minus 17. You win UCLA too, right, JC? That's correct. Yeah. Um, Stanford's going to be, you know, riding high off that win against Colorado, Colorado, which we are now in happen finding out they're just not that great this year. Start off hot. They don't have enough players to really make it through a season winning some crazy games like that. Stanford, outside of that game against Colorado, has scored 6 points and 20 points and 23 points and 10 points. Uh, they, they're going to face this UCLA defense, which is really good. We've seen them. Give me, give me UCLA, and I'll lay the 17. Also, did y'all know, did y'all see that uh, Travis Hunter played like 157 snaps against Stanford? That's why he got mossed, but... That's kind of yeah. crazy coming off an injury, right? Off of a, a liver injury, and they're playing in Colorado. High altitude. You know, high altitude. And he's playing he, 157. Buddy's, he's a dog, on, buddy's in shape, bro. He said... What, did you watch him? He said that. No, he he, game, he could play two full games, like, back-to-back. Now, that's probably a lie, but... Put like, another D on his chest. Dog. <clears throat> Dude. In that game, dog. he looked waxed. I mean... Yeah, well, you can't... I don't know how they put him out there that many times. That's insane. I mean, give that liver a chance. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm telling myself every weekend. Dude, seriously, my <laughs> liver right now, dude. I feel like I played 157 snaps. Golly. My <laughs> liver fighting for air 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I won't drink for another seven days, hopefully at least. I love that because I do the same thing. I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not even looking at alcohol for two weeks. And then like day two or three comes back around, I'm like, I'll have a little sip. Mm, take the edge yeah, off. If I find this bottle I'm looking for this weekend, I might take a sip. But other than that, no <laughs> shot. No shot. Until next weekend. Because it's Halloween weekend. Next weekend. Mm, no. Yeah. All right. Um, last game we're gonna cover eight o'clock, baby. Prime time, Jacob. Clemson traveling to Miami. Even on the road, Clemson's favored by three. Uh, not surprised really by the spread because I think Clemson's a better team. I didn't, but I guess they'll give him that. With Miami being home, I didn't know how that how that would pan out. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I don't know how I feel. The I, my issue with this, and I'm not even trying to be funny with this, is that I think it's gonna be a close game. That's gonna come down to. Uh, not come down to a field goal, but it's gonna look. Miami's got a good defense, and seriously, Clemson's gonna have to kick some field goals and make some field goals to this game. They're not gonna be able to go down and score a touchdown every single drive. So I think it's gonna be a close one. Oh, man, look, if you guys, I, I I hope can I can I put a, I tried this. Clint wouldn't let me. I think I tried this before, but. I'd like to make a pick with an asterisk and can change. If Clemson misses two field goals, they're going to lose. Dude, that's, um, that's how you hurt my feelings. I'm just, dude, but it's field real, though. Like, it's it real. Is. It, it is. You know, it's a real thing. That's why it hurts. And especially in a game like this when you're going to need it. And so I don't know who the hell's kicking field goals, if it's Robert Gunn or if it's Jimmy from the second row of the <laughs> upper deck. I don't know who they're pulling off. Or maybe get one of these guys from game day that's actually making field goals and winning 30K. Get one of those guys out there. I don't know who it's going to be. But that being said, I don't I don't have a gut feeling going towards Miami. I feel like you guys are gonna pull it out one way or the other. Um so give me Clemson. Um I'll take the three points. Thankfully this this one doesn't count against our, our picks because I am really torn on this. And and it is because of that the field goal game and Miami's defense. I think Van Dyke's actually played pretty decent at quarterback. Um so yeah, Clint, what do you think about that one? And then we'll end it there with Jacob and his team. I think this is a terrible spot for Clemson. Oh yeah. Listen, not 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 just because you're playing out Miami. I really don't care much about that. Miami just lost to Georgia Tech and North Carolina. They have to be like furious, right? This gotta be. I, are they already? Is Miami already laying down? I don't think so. Uh, you don't want to be the redemption game, and I know I get it's kind of a an outside chance. Who is so they've lost to? Let's see. Georgia Tech and okay, so my, yeah, North Georgia Carolina. Tech and North Carolina. These these outside, you know, in the bubble teams for the ACC championship are running out of time. No, wait, wait, they, they beat they A&M, also, right? They did. Yeah, you said. Oh my bad, I thought you were saying that was when they lost to my bad. Georgia Tech. Gotcha. No. Um. <clears throat> so, you know, before I was rudely interrupted right there. Uh, <laughs> Hush your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Point being, these teams like Clemson, Miami, um, Dukes, you know, might be the the favorite outside of UNC and um, Florida State right now. It, it, these teams run out of time, and they cannot afford another loss. Clemson, it, I, I'm gonna take them. I I hope they play competently. It don't screw the pooch. Can please kick some field goals. And if if field goals are that are that hard to come by, I uh, just. Every fourth down, go for it. I don't care. Fourth and ten, go for it. I, I really Honestly. don't care at this point. Yeah. Um, play a little Dan Lanning, Oregon football, and 
live and die by the sword, man. And I, I Miami's a very good team. They have a lot of good players. Hopefully, y'all can take advantage of the poor coaching on that side. Give me Clemson. Come out with a win. Hopefully, some some dominoes start falling and and these these top teams start taking some losses and Clemson gets back to the conversation for this ACC championship. Okay. I appreciate that. So you got Clemson, JC. Your pick was? Clemson. It was Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I first saw the spread and I saw it was minus three, I'm like, <clears> oh, fuck. here we go about the field goal. This is a field goal game and this is what we're going to talk about. Um, this is, of course, I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal by any means, but we got to get that shit straight. So it's got to, we got to face that head on and eventually got to make some damn field goals. The thing here is, um, Miami hasn't beaten Clemson since 2010. Now we don't play every year, but we played last year or yeah, last year Clemson beat them 40 to 10. Um, but the last time Clemson played in Miami, do y'all remember that game? We went down there and kicked their ass fifty-eight to nothing. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was no was that Trevor uh, Lawrence. Uh, uh, no, that was in twenty fifteen. So I think that was right at the end of right before Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun. That was with uh, Kelly Bryant, I think, or maybe that may have been Deshaun. I forgot. I know we Deshaun. It may have been Deshaun as a freshman. Well, no, because Kelly no Kelly Bryant played after Deshaun because Trevor took his. I'm part. sorry. Yeah, Taj Boyd. I'm, dude, I'm <laughs> no, no, that right was now. Deshaun. Twenty fifteen was Deshaun. Okay. Yeah, so but they they started at you know trip, typical Miami that you know and like started pushing shoving before the game when we just kicked their ass fifty eight nothing. Um, this is a, a kind of a wild stat in my mind at least. The last time Miami has beaten Clemson in Miami was nineteen fifty six. How is that possible? How, dude? I I don't know. We don't play. Wait, often. Wait, we wait, took wait, a huge wait, gap between fifty six and all the way up to two thousand four. So we play like. I'm about 10, to say because that 10, like two thousand two Miami team. Oh, they were in the Big East. That's why. I'm about yeah. to say because those early oh, two thousand yeah, Miami right. teams would have beat. I mean, they beat everybody. Hell yeah, the eighties Miami teams. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we won the national championship in eighties. So calm down. Uh, I heard that was. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, but as far as this game. Not if you would have played Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Who knows? Um, but this game, this is the stat lines kind of match up for both teams. We both hold each other uh, opposing teams to eight. We hold them to 86 yards rushing per game. They hold them 87 yards rushing per game. That's like uh, ninth and eighth and ninth in the country. Um, so we got really good defenses there. Um, they allow a little bit more passing yards than we do. I think Miami necessarily hasn't seen a defense like we have. Um, so far this year, one that's comparable to theirs and probably better than theirs, because um, I still stand that we have the best defense in the ACC. Um, I know North Carolina had some has got some good guys on their team, but um, mainly on their offense there. But I really think they're going to be shocked by that a little bit. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, I've said since we did the pregame or the the preseason previews, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. He can play damn good, like you've seen this year. Um, I think playing this kind of defense, he probably won't play up to that level. Um, that defensive line we got, uh, you're going to see Tyler Davis eat. He's going to just absolutely destroy him, I, I, I personally believe. Um, so Clemson minus three, I'm leading on that heavily. Um, not because of the stats I told you about. We have Last time we went down there, we won 58 nothing. This is a different Miami team. They're a little bit more mature. They got a better coach, I think, in my mind. Um, 
at least to get these guys to be a little bit more mature. But obviously, in Georgia Tech, not not the best coaching decision. But I really hope, like y'all stated multiple times, that this does not come down to a field goal game. Um, that's just gonna. Whew, I don't know if I could trust this team with that. But uh, that's what I'm hoping that we can just run the ball on this defense and just kind of shock them, punch them in the mouth early, and just kind of carry on and move along. I don't know if the ACC championship still in the, in the you know in the picture here. Because I know Miami's already 0 2 in the conference, but like we still got to get through Louisville, uh, freaking um, North Carolina, North Carolina, Florida State. Obviously, like I don't know if that's realistically in the picture anymore. But I appreciate you thinking about us, though. But um, listen, I said some other teams need to fall. That's yeah. <laughs> you need, y'all, y'all need some help. Yeah. Listen, uh, I. I'm changing my pick. I can't do it. I, Miami. I just I can't do it. I, was I, can't, I tried. This man's over here bouncing smiles. Like he's got something to say. I don't know what yeah. it is. <laughs> and it's not. It's nothing against. It. Like I'm not trying to pick against you or anything. I'm really not. I just in my head, this is going to be the most Miami thing where they lose to Georgia Tech and North Carolina, and then they go and wax Clemson. Now, do I actually think they'll wax them? No. But I just in Miami and with Clemson. Having some of the issues. God, if it comes down to a field goal, Miami, they know y'all field I wouldn't goal issues. It. If it run the 30, <laughs> it's going to be so loud. There's going to be women pulling their shirts up. Like that kicker is not going to have any chance of kicking start? that Eight? field goal. Okay, got it. Yeah. Eight. So make sure I'm watching. Let me, let me take Miami. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I just see this going where uh, a lot of pan shots from the scoreboard to. Dabo swinging, oh, like this is, losing his mind. There's gonna be a transfer portal graphic too. I I'll bet you a million dollars. And then panning panning back to Mario Cristobal, who's on the phone with the recruits in the middle of the game. Like, hey, turn it in, t- tune into this this game real quick. Let, let me lock in your recruit before we uh we lose another stupid game after this. Let let me let me take Miami and. Uh, uh, well, we'll I'm excited this game's at eight though. Carolina plays at three thirty. Obviously, I'll sit and watch the whole thing, and then I'll be able to sit back and and watch this whole game. So I'm excited yeah. that this so is actually you're gonna you're gonna pour a glass. Oh, yeah. Acting like oh, I'm all of This is gonna be a good game. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I might pour one in celebration. I might pour seven in defeat. We'll see. No, I can't do that. I can't do uh, it. I'm having my phone sitting up, ready for. Jacob just be blasting that group chat. I'll be blasting right back. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. We'll see. I will say Fair I want to apologize to Gamecock Nation that our regularly scheduled programming has been interrupted. But guess what? October's back, baby. We're back. <laughs> we had took a hiatus, but we're back. Oh man. I, I hope Fair man. enough. Good luck, Missouri. Good luck out there. You're gonna need it. Go Tigers. Cox by ninety. I meant Missouri Tigers. Oh, I was about to end it right there, right when I said that. I thought you were too. I was like, oh, uh, here he goes. Oh, you went Missouri Tigers? That's why I said that. It's a double yeah, entendre. What? There's a storm brewing, hurricane, category five coming. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>